Welcome listeners. Welcome listeners. You're listening to Deeds in the Desert. The place where real estate investors tune in for the latest news and available investments at Ignite Funding. If you're on the hunt for a low effort, passive income stream, then turn up that volume and pull out the hammock as we get ready to feed you your weekly dose of real estate investing insights. And welcome back for another episode of Deeds in the Desert. I'm your host, Izzy Irizarry. Co-hosting today, I got Pat Vassar, Director of Underwriting. Thanks for joining us today, Pat. Absolutely. My pleasure. Let's just uh, jump right into it. I'm pretty excited about this topic. Uh, It's something that a lot of people probably don't really know about or understand, and I felt like it was time to finally get into the uh, gritty of what tranche loans are. So let's go back to the history of this. Why did this come about? How did this come about? And how do we use it? Yeah, as as kind of everything goes here, it's kind of an evolution, right? It originally originally started out as not tranche loans, uh, what we called mother loans, old loans, uh, where we would originate a single loan that encumbered multiple parcels that would finance the acquisition and or development of those parcels of land and ultimately be paid off via sale or refinance on an individual uh, plotted lot each time. Because of that, the principal balance on that loan would decline over time as principal was paid off. Mm-hmm. Due to those partial paydowns, investors' money that was in- invested in that deal would get paid down, and therefore their interest that they were earning would, would continue to earn would be less every month going forward because the amount of money they had in the deal. I do recall that. I do remember clients getting really upset because they felt like they weren't getting the full 10 to 12%. Right. In theory, you are, but you're not. Yeah. You're getting the 10% while it's invested. Right. Unfortunately, it's not invested all the time because that money's returned to you on a per lot basis. For example, if we had a loan for a million dollars that encumbered 10 lots, Mm -hmm. There's $100,000 that is paid down for each lot sale. So let's say month one, you have a million dollars invested. You're earning that full 10%. Month two, they sold one lot. Now you only have $900,000 invested. You're still earning 10% on that $900,000, but that other hundred has been returned to your bank account where it's not earning nearly 10%. Yeah, and that was really... Um it was really hard too for some of those clients that didn't have as much money. Like when they would get a pay down, that would get a pay down of like, uh, let's say $4,300. I mean, what are you going to do with that? You know, it doesn't meet our minimum. And now their money's just sitting on the sideline. And now we're over here just waiting for that money to come back. So mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's not doing good for anybody in that point. It's really not. It's not good for us because we're not earning the servicing on it. It's not good for the investor because they're not earning interest on it. And it's really not good for the borrower either because they want that money deployed. They want to go out and buy more pro- properties or, as Ignite, we can lend it out to other borrowers as well. So it's really not good for anybody. So how does the tranche program benefit borrowers? It benefits borrowers uh, through the simplicity in which they can pay it down. In doing so, they now have a certain dollar amount allocated on a per lot basis that allows them to pay down on that specific lot. In addition to that, um, when we talk about construction loans, because they are tranche loans, they can take out loans or tranches of loans at different periods of time and therefore not paying interest on the full loan amount until they take that draw. I think that's the biggest benefit towards them, you know, not having to pay interest on money they're not even using or need at the time. Absolutely. And that only really comes into place where we are adding value via construction or development, right? Uh, It doesn't really 
do anything for an acquisition loan where you're purchasing the whole project up front, but it does benefit them when you're putting in additional money to the project, uh, not at the original uh, funding date, but throughout time. So is our tranche loans only for development and construction? Our, we have different type of tranche loans. We have an acquisition tranche loan where we will go in and give the borrower money for the acquisition of lots. And we will have a tranche loan set up for that because they will be paying it off via, via lot sales. So we'll tranche that off, have different tranches uh, associated with each lot. Um, we also have development tranche loans where it is kind of a hybrid where we will have a tranche associated with different lots. But uh, in addition to that, we will not fund it all up front. We will fund it throughout the, the time period in which That's it takes medium. them to uh, to develop the, the project. So what are we seeing the most of right now, currently right today, um, end of November, 2023, what are we seeing the most uh, types of tranches? Are we seeing development, construction? What are we releasing the most of right now? What we're releasing the most of right now is construction loan, construction tranche loans. And the reason for that is a few months back or many months back, we had a couple bank failures, not we as in Ignite, but uh, we as the United States. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> and because of that, uh, the lending for this type of lending has all but dried up. Um, if you go back and look at who was lending to our type of borrowers uh, before SVB went under and, and uh, you know all these other all these other banks went under First Republic and whatever else um, that were having issues, uh, they were the ones originating loans for our type of borrower. So it's the mom and pops that are out getting from the local banks or the community, in some cases regional banks. Mm -hmm. Well, the lending volume pre-SVB failure has decreased 90% compared wow. to what it is today. So it is virtually gone. And because of that, the projects still need to move forward. These projects are mid-development, mid-construction, and they still need to be constructed before they can reach their, their optimization where they're actually worth, worth something to sell off. Because of that, borrowers needed to find a place to go. And because they weren't able to find it in regional and local banks, they went to private capital. Uh, Ignite obviously has a, a great reputation in town and across the western part of the United States for being able to do what they say and say what they do. And because of that, people have come to us for financing. Um, they are typically better credit worthy borrowers, uh, higher net worth borrowers, personal guaranteed borrowers, uh, ones in which uh, we didn't necessarily have access to previously. Are the asset types different than what we have, or are they about the same, just different caliber? Yeah, just different uh, stages of the life cycle. Typically, you know, a year ago, we were doing acquisition and development loans because that's where most regional and small uh, community banks wouldn't lend in. They would do construction loans. Uh, right now, we're doing more construction loans because <laughs> the lending <laughs> isn't happening on regional and local level. So we are moving up that life cycle of the project, we're getting more towards the tail end of it, uh, more towards a finished product. So that construction phase. That makes a lot more sense. Um, a couple weeks ago, I was at American Association Private Lenders, APL, for those that know who they are. They have their annual event hosted here in Las Vegas every year. And it's where all private lenders ourselves, where we have a booth there and you know we're discussing uh, for potential investors. But we had a lot of people coming up to us at the booth and they were just like, you guys are lending right now? You guys are lending right now? And I'm like, yeah, what's what's wrong? You know, they're like nobody's lending on commercial right now. Nobody's lending on on land or acquisition right now. And I'm just like, well, we are. So, 
Yeah, we well, always say you can't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Just because you hear bad things about commercial real estate, yeah. everything's a little bit different. So we have the ability to dig in, dive into what's going on, and figure out if it's a good project or not. As I always like to say, rising tide raids all boats. And because of that, we look for markets that are are good. <laughs> and what I mean by good is they are having uh, development occurring. And most importantly, they're having a net migration to that area. We want to see an area where more people are moving to than moving out of. Uh, as more people moving to a city, it increases the demand. As the demand increases, the supply has to go up or prices have to go up. In either instance, that's good for us as a lender. And so that's objective number one. Make sure we're in good markets. From there, we'll dive into the asset uh, itself as well as the project itself. So just because it's commercial real estate doesn't mean it's bad. So uh, let's talk a little bit more about this tranche system that we have. Is this new? Like, has this been done before? Are other lenders doing it from your knowledge? It's not new. We didn't recreate the wheel. We're not uh, doing anything uh, that sophisticated. All we are doing is creating a mechanism in which borrowers can utilize our type of financing on the private sector side as they would a traditional bank. Banks have been doing this for eons uh, since the beginning of time, not lending uh, the full amount of money up front, but doing it on tranche basis. And therefore, the borrower only pays interest on the drawn upon mounts. Uh, that's been going on forever. What is new for us is our ability to do it just the way the banks do it. Uh, we've been barred from doing that um, as an industry in, in a few different states for a whole plethora of different reasons, which I won't get into unless you want to, but uh, it's kind of neither here nor there, but it's been barred uh, for quite some time. um, And it's recently been opened up uh, via this kind of tranche program that enables us to emulate a bank more or less. Gotcha. Let's jump into the investor perspective for tranche loans, because I know over the years since we've been doing this, I I always hear um, our investment agents talking to our investors, and they're always asking, well, which lot is the best? Do I want to be on lot (laughs) one or do I want to be on lot 12? Which which is truly the best over here? And I, I think it's best for you to answer it is what what's is is that true? Is is there really something that that really articulates that this lot is better than that lot for them to invest in? For the most part, no. For the most part, we are lending to production home builders, meaning they're pretty much cookie cutter. Uh, everything they're building is usually pretty much the same. For example, we'll go into a community with you know 100, 200 lots. They'll only have six to eight different floor plans. And of the lots in there, very few of them will have what are called lot premiums, a premium associated with the way the lot is sized, the way it's laid out, or the view it has, or what's behind it, or across the street from it, uh, whether it's on a cul-de-sac, whether it's on the street corner or a hard corner. Uh, although those do matter, uh, not it's not enough to move the needle. Um, other instances, we have custom home builders, which have big lots, you know, we're talking quarter acre to two acres at a time. That's where size matters. That's where location uh, layout matters. Um, But for the most part, we're doing production home building. So it's all kind of one and the same. Moreover than that, we also require accelerated paydowns. And because of that, uh, instead of getting a dollar for dollar back on a per lot basis, we'll get a dollar and 50 cents back. 
for every lot that they pay off, which lowers our risk, our investors' risk in that product going forward. So it doesn't enable the borrower to pick and choose, uh, selling off the good lots and then letting us foreclose on the bad lots. Uh, it enables us to get more of our money back early on, reducing that risk of default in the future. So when you're setting up a tranche loan, have you ever have you ever just basically looked at the entire project and been like, oh, this may fit better as a regular loan versus a tranche loan, or you've had a loan that was going to be a regular loan and it become a tranche loan? Absolutely. It happens all the time. And the real differentiating point is how is the loan going to be paid off and when is the capital needed? If it's going to be paid off in parcels, then it makes sense to do it in tranche loan. If they don't need the money right now, but will in the future, it makes sense to do it in a tranche loan. Every other situation, it makes sense to do it in quote unquote old way, the mm -hmm. old loan, mm -hmm. a non-tranche loan. Does dollar amount affect that at all as well? No, not really. It, it really just depends on those two criteria, when the money is needed and what how it'll be paid off. Will it be paid off in tranche in uh, segments or all at once? Are there any states that we don't do tranches in? Great question. There are not any states that we don't do tranches in. There are states that we won't do specific types of tranches, like a construction loan, for example, uh, but we'll still do a development tranche loan or an acquisition tranche loan. Um, so there is not a state in which we won't do any tranche loans. However, there are certain ones where we'll only do uh, one or two of the types. Speaking on the investor's behalf still, um, I remember many, many moons ago when we, you had launched the entire tranche program and getting these flowing and we were about probably a year or two in and you brought up one of the biggest benefits for <clears throat> not just the investors, but for the investment agents here and having product to sell to the investors is that now with so many tranches built in, we now will have a consistent flow every single month of various tranches from projects that were, you know, nine months ago, eight months ago, whatever have you. And it's consistent. There's tons of them. I know you dropped some from, you know, Hillwood. We have some from Midway. Um, it, it's like every couple of weeks I'm just seeing JCM. So Right. It, it kind of smooths out the peaks and troughs of our lending cycles. Uh, there are months where we're doing 40, 50, 60 million dollars. And there's months we're doing zero to 10 million dollars. Uh, this does smooth that out a bit and it will eliminate the troughs and cut off the peaks a little bit as well. Helps us um, tremendously for when we you know, especially when we're at events and we're talking to potential investors and we talk about our deal flow. And that's the biggest issue that a lot of investors have with the other lenders or any anybody they're investing in right now is deal flow. And for us, you know, that that's super, super helpful having that consistency allowing us, whether it's a small tranche, you know, 400,000 or 800,000, it's still something available and allowing us to keep those funding numbers up. Like you said, um, having those uh, peaks and valleys and what we have available. Exactly. Yeah. It, it really is a, a precarious time in the industry where deal flow, deal volume is, uh, is somewhat non-consistent. Non it's one that uh, developers are still out looking for projects, but they don't necessarily know where to go. They had been going to banks, the regional and community banks, uh, but now are finding it virtually impossible to get any sort of financing through them. So they're having to tap into other sources of financing. And that's where private debt comes into place, the market in which we operate. All right. Last question for you, because I know a, a lot of newer investors who come in that learn about this tranche system ask this, and it's, it's a good question. So by the loan being a tranche loan, does that affect the loan to value at all? And what I mean by that is 
because they're paying it off as it goes on different lots, is that affecting the loan to value? Does that make the loan more potentially appealing, quote unquote? Absolutely. And the reason it does is that accelerated pay down, right? We talked about them having to pay down more than they're actually owed on a per lot basis. When they do so, it lowers the amount of capital outstanding on a per lot basis, therefore lowering the loan to value. So that advertised loan to value that we show is where it's going to be day one. Typically, it will decrease from there as each lot pay down comes in, it will pay down more than its fair share of principal and therefore lowering the overall debt obligation and reducing the risk by lowering the loan to value. Perfect. All right, well, that's going to go ahead and wrap up today's episode of Deeds in the Desert. Thanks again, Pat, for explaining and going through all the different variations of how we do tranche loans. And I think it's a great topic for those who are wanting to learn a little bit more. Um, as Pat said, we're not we're not reinventing the wheel. This isn't something that's new. It's just, you know, I feel like it's allowing us to perfect what we have here at Ignite and offer a different vehicle for people to invest in and provide more consistency all across the board. Borrowers are happier, Ignite's happier, investors are happier. Win, win, win. There's nothing better than that. Yeah, I hear you win a lot. So (laughs) All I do is win, win, win. All right. Thank you guys for listening out there, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Take care. Thanks for joining us this week on Deeds in the Desert where short-term investments meet long-term investors. We hope you enjoyed the content so much that you share it with all your friends. Who doesn't like learning about passive fixed income, right? Still hungry for more education? Visit our website at ignitefunding.com. Or if you're ready to take the leap and start investing, give us a call at 702-761-0000 and schedule a free investor consultation. 